Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the Rafuah Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of our Avamita Ben Shoshana, Lehman Shabbaskitl, and Shaul Ben Brita. This week's Parsha Perspectives in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachimid Neil Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted, and may their memories be a blessing. The Yalta Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe of Shneer Zalman of Liadi, gave a talk on Parsha Slechacha, next week's Torah portion in 1890. And he said the famous saying, Middarf Leben, Mittemzeit. One must live with the times. His older brother, Rabbi Yehuda Leib, explained that this means we should not just learn the weekly Torah portion, but live it and implement its eternal lessons in our daily life. Growing up, my parents, teachers, and rabbis taught me that the timing of the weekly Parsha was no coincidence. Rather, it is a deliberate and intentional effort by God to relate and connect with His people no matter where they may be. Accordingly, our great sages instituted that we do not go more than three days without reading the Torah and connecting with its holiness. This profound custom was the inspiration and impetus to begin the Parsha perspective, to demonstrate and share that the Torah and its lessons, the Torah and its values are practical and necessary now more than ever. The darkness of the world and the chaos we are experiencing is getting louder and growing stronger each and every day. Yet one thing, one thing remains steady and unwavering. God's oneness and God's wisdom. Although His oneness and wisdom may seem like two separate qualities, two separate entities, they are one and the same. God created us in His great and lofty wisdom, and our existence against all odds proclaims His oneness, His unity to the entire world. This week is the 200th episode of the Parsha Perspective, and I want to thank each of you for listening and reading the Parsha Perspective each and every week. I hope you have gained as much as I have from the past 200 episodes. Lastly, I want to sincerely thank all those who have supported and contributed to the mission and the purpose of the Parsha Perspective. Your support and encouragement to share the stories, to share the lessons, inspires me and indicates the strength of our unity and our combined mission. May God, in His great kindness, continue to enable me to share His wisdom, mercy, and love with His people. And may we all merit to experience the Geula Amitis Vahashlema, the ultimate redemption with the coming of Mashiach. This week's Torah portion is Parsha Snoyach, Validation of Purpose. Our Parsha begins by introducing Noyach, a man who remained faithful to God while the rest of society descended into chaos and descended into anarchy. Noyach was told by God that a mob, that a flood, would soon destroy all of civilization. Only he and his family would survive in a teva in an ark that he was to build. He was given the ark's dimensions and commanded to bring seven of every kosher animal and a pair of every non-kosher animal. Nayak slowly built the ark to give people a chance to repent and to stop the flood, but he was unsuccessful. The rain began on the 11th of Cheshvan, as Nayak entered the ark with his entire family and all the animals. The downpour lasted 40 days and 40 nights, killing all human beings and animals that were not in the ark. The water continued to stir and boil for 150 days until God commanded it to subside. Nayak waited and then sent out a raven to determine the extent of the water's retreat. However, the raven did not fly far before returning to the teva. Nayak waited more and then sent out a dove three separate times. 
The first time the dove left and returned empty-handed. The second time it returned with an olive leaf in its beak, indicating that there was new growth that had begun to sprout. The final time the dove did not return, signaling to Noyach that the land had become dry. On the 27th of Cheshvan, Noyach and his family exited the Teva to re-inhabit the world exactly one year after entering. However, a question comes to mind. The Torah begins with stories that chronicle and describe the mistakes, the errors, the faults of mankind. From eating from the tree of knowledge, the Eitz to Cain killing his brother Hevel, to the entire world revolting against God during Noyach's times, they did not vindicate and did not prove to God that they were worthy of creation. So why did the Torah begin by shedding a negative and destructive light on humanity? What is the lesson and the purpose of studying, of learning these stories? The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rebbe Menachem gives a deep and profound explanation. He writes that the Torah begins by seemingly portraying humanity as a failure to teach us an essential and crucial lesson. The Lubavitcher Rebbe explains the difference between a pessimist and an optimist. He explains that a pessimistic view is critical of hopes and dreams while cherishing gloom and doom. It robs people of their confidence and belief and exchanges it with fear, anxiety, and despair. Hence, a pessimistic and negative society cannot survive or endure, for it devalues growth, advancement, and innovation. However, the optimist is precisely the opposite. The optimistic view cherishes ambitions and aspirations while devaluing negativity and cynicism. This outlook gives those without hope or faith the inspiration and energy to grow and transform their lives. Accordingly, a positive and optimistic society thrives despite misfortune, thrives despite tragedies. For there is always a dream to aspire to and a promise to fulfill. The Lubavitcher Rebbe asks, which side are we on? What camp are we in? What perspective do we see? Because the Torah is abundantly and perfectly clear which side it is on. Because just after the story of the whole society descending into chaos, the whole world rebelling against God, we learn about one man, Avram Avinu, a man who was so unwavering in his belief. A man who came to the realization that there is a higher purpose and greater mission than the vanity of this world. And he passed down this understanding to his son Yitzchak Avinu who exemplified this realization. First by the Akedah, by the altar, he was supposed to be offered as a sacrifice to God. Then in Be'er Shava, where he famously dug seven wells, even though the Philistines, the Pelishtim, were filling them as he was digging them. And he passed down this perspective to his son Yaakov Avinu, who embodied this awareness with a resolve that gives us strength till today. From fighting Esau's angel to believing his son Yosef was still alive, Yaakov maintained his faith and trusted God to keep him in the right direction. The Lubavitcher Rebbe answers the original question with a question. What part do we focus on? The mistakes, the faults, the errors of humanity? Or the faith, trust, and belief of our forefathers that was passed on to us? And this immensely powerful lesson is ever more relevant as the chaos around us swells and the challenges don't seemingly stop. Whose side do we stand on? What perspective do we see? What idea is worth fighting for? There is a powerful quote by Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. The Jewish task remains to be the voice of hope in the age of fear, the counter voice in the conversation of humankind. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos.
Thank you for tuning in to The Partial Perspective. Check out our website, thepartialperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to thepartialperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.